Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Nehemiah. We've been talking over the last few podcasts about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And uh, I, this Nehemiah boy, he was just an ordinary guy. And there's so much I could read in the book of Nehemiah. I want to kind of deal in chapter number two today uh, because, you know, we need a move of God. We don't need a movement of of personalities, and we don't need a movement of um, promotions and programs. We need a move of God. And it's a really sad thought that we live in a day when revival may not come. And we need a revival. And boy, if you study history and you see the different times where God moved and stirred and saved an abundance of people and changed communities. I remember hearing stories as a boy in Monroe, uh, North Carolina, where I was born and raised, about Billy Sunday coming to Monroe in the early 1900s and had a tent set up and hundreds of people were saved and revival took place. And they said that the liquor crowd got so mad at Billy Sunday, they come and cut the the, the the ropes for the tent and where his tent fell. And the Monroe Hardware, where we shopped all the time as, as a boy, uh, they said Monroe Hardware had donated all the supplies to get the tent back up. A move of God, something that God does. And I've been in a few, uh, few places where God stirred and, uh, you know, revival came to a church, even to a community, to a group of churches. Uh, back in 2010, I was preaching in a meeting that started out honestly, honestly, kind of dry. We was at Meadows Baptist Church in Walnut Cove, rural hall area. Uh, Brother Rick Craig was the pastor then, and and uh, man, we saw a great move of God. That thing broke after three nights, and uh, saw 70 people saved in those uh, four four weeks of meetings, and uh, it continued on. I think he baptized 125 uh, out of that meeting. Uh, that just was an amazing move of God for that church. And then we've seen, I've seen different things over the years, different churches that saw a move uh, where, you know, God did something. Back in 2016, we saw a great move of revival for our Foothills Fellowship churches uh, where we saw a meeting go five weeks, 207 people saved, and eight called to preach. And I thank God for those things. It's 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 wonderful. But as far as a community, statewide, uh, area-wide revival, we've not seen anything like that in decades. And what's sad is it may never happen because ordinary people are not willing to pay the price. And I think it's a sad thought to think that some of your family members may never get saved and uh, the majority of Elkin, where I pastor, is going to die and go to hell. And, uh, you know, it's an awful imagination and, and the reason I think it's never may never happen is because the average church member is not willing to pay the price. The majority of us are just sitting still, doing nothing. 
And uh, you say, well, I really care, preacher. How much do you pray for a move of God? How much of a burden do you have? How much, uh, how much have you touched heaven? Uh, why is our visitation and soul winning programs on life support? Why aren't our services just breaking forth with the almighty power of God? And I'm telling you, I believe revival could never come in this generation because we don't care. And uh, we're not willing to turn loose of, 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 of the world. We're not willing to turn loose of the desires of the flesh. It's like that old story I heard when I was a boy about the monkey uh, who they trapped because they put a little shiny button inside a coconut and they cut the coconut a hole in the coconut just large enough for him to reach his hand in but once he grabbed the button uh, his hand was larger and wouldn't come out and he wasn't willing to turn loose i remember years ago i was uh and we're not willing to turn loose of things i was i was mowing the yard a few years back and i had some bluebird houses uh, that i had put up and and uh, I, I rode around the yard and i was mowing and uh, a couple of times, I, I, something caught my eye, but I didn't look. You know, it was just like there was something there. And all of a sudden, I looked over, and there was a big old black snake that had gone in the hole. And he could fit in the hole, but once he filled up with those eggs, he couldn't get back out. And about a foot and a half of him was hanging out of the bluebird box. And the other half was inside where he had fattened himself up with what he had eaten. And uh, I, I was thinking about that. You know, that's like that little monkey holding on to that button. Uh, he couldn't get loose. And, you know, we are so filled a lot of times with things that we can't get loose. And I just ask you, what, what's in your coconut? What, what are you not willing to turn loose of? What is so valuable? What is so wonderful that, that you're willing to hold on to it instead of having the touch and power of God? And in Nehemiah, we see a great move of God because of what this fella desired. If you look at verse number 1 and 2 of chapter 2, And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. So the first thing that's going to happen, if we're going to do something for God, if we're going to see a move of God, you're going to have to have a burden. You're going to have to carry a burden. And, 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 and for, for months, from December to April, he tried to see the king. And if you study this, you got to get an appointment with the king. He knew that all that he needed for building that wall back in Jerusalem was to get the hand of the king. And that's where we're at today. We need to realize that if there is a work that is going to get done, if there's a move of God in our home, in our church, in our community, in our state, in our nation, if there's going to be a move of God, it's going to have to be done by the king. I believe it's too many times uh, we're the ones trying to get it done. Too many times I preach and I try to get, get it done when I need to let God do it. I need God 
on my sermon. I need God on my Sunday school lesson. I need God on the song that I sing. I need God on the podcast that I record. We need God to intervene because we've got to have him or nothing's going to take place. So he got a burden to get an appointment with the king. And then in verse 11 and uh, through 15, he got an appraisal of the problem. If you look at verse number uh, 11 through 15, the key word is viewed. The Bible said, and he viewed the walls of Jerusalem, uh, which were broken down, verse 13, and the gates that were consumed with fire. The key word there, viewed. See, if there's going to be a move of God come through ordinary people, somebody that's faithful, some burdened servant is going to have to take a journey and get a vision of the problem. Somebody's going to have to go weep alone over the ruins of their community. Somebody's going to have to wrestle alone in prayer for their families. Revival, a move of God, the touch of God on our homes and our churches, it's not going to come until somebody cries out, Oh God, what can I do about this situation? How long has it been since you were troubled that there's walls that are broken down? He carried a burden. Then look in verse number four. If you go to verse number four of Nehemiah 2, then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in his sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. So he not only carried a burden, but number two, he coveted a blessing. He said, King, I need you to help me with something. And what a blessing to have the king ask you what you want. And God only asks people what they want if they've already started carrying a, a burden. Nehemiah, the, Nehemiah got the burden, and that's why he got the response of the king. God's going to need to see us sincere before he lends us his ear. God's going to have to see that we are what we say we are before he moves. And I'm afraid the reason we're not seeing a move of God is because God knows we're not serious. We need to pray like Nehemiah prayed in verse 5. If it please the king, God, I want to please you. God, I want you to be pleased with me. Like the whole song says, and we don't sing this one much anymore. It might be because it's so convicting. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. Try me, O Savior, know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. You need to tell God, search me. If you look at verse number 5, that's what Nehemiah did. You need to tell God, send me. That's what he did in verse 5. And then you need to tell God, supply me. If you found favor, ask the king for great things. King, I need your power. King, I need your provisions. King, I need your protection. We need to get serious with God, and maybe God will get serious with us. So he carried a burden. He coveted a blessing. I'm talking about getting a move of God. But number three, he caused a battle. If you go down from verse number 17 to verse number 20, Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more reproached. Then I told them of the hand of God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words, 
that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. And they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? And you see that whenever you uh, desire a move of God, you're going to have to carry a burden. And you're, you're, you'll have to covet a blessing, but just be aware, you are going to cause a battle. Whenever you start to do a work for God, there will be a work of Satan. Whenever you start to build something for God, there will be an attempt to tear down by Satan. And I'm telling you, somebody's going to fight you. Satan is going to fight you. The world is going to fight you. Your flesh is going to battle against you. Don't you think you're taking this just a little bit too far? Don't you think you, you know, not everybody lives like this. Not everybody sacrifices like this. Not everybody reads their Bible like this, prays like this, soul wins like this, worships like this. You're going just a little bit too far. Just count on it. When you carry a burden and you covet a blessing, you will cause a battle. But it's worth it. We need some people that will say, I'm just an ordinary person, but I'm willing to be a vessel for God to do an extraordinary work. Now, don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. But now, right this day, you have the opportunity to walk out of your house or leave your car or walk through your office or walk through your school or whatever you're doing today, you have the opportunity to go into that dark and dirty spot and be salt and light. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you say, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to carry the burden. I'm going to covet the blessing. And I'm going to realize that may cause a battle, but I'm going to be salt and light in this world today. I'm an, I'm an ordinary person, but God is getting ready to do an extraordinary work. Don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.